Hello and welcome to Damn It Vince. It's a two-man move today. I am Ellis, joined by uh, my co-host who has become obsessed with uh, Slapfest. Is it Joe? Slap fights! Slap fights! Yeah! <laughs> if arm wrestling isn't white trash enough for you, slap fights is where it's at. Two, two just people slapping each other in the face. There's kind of rules, but also the rules don't really matter. It's absolute dog shit, but it's so addictive. <laughs> They're all How did you come across it? Well, because GCW have put all of their stuff up on Fight Plus, uh, I was like, oh, go on then, I'll get the seven-day free trial thing. Um, and it was like, you get a lot of other, you get a lot of other like indie wrestling stuff with a lot of these promotions that I've, I've never heard of that are on Fight. And then I was like, the hell is Slap Fights? Put on because there's there's like a double pay per view that's five hours long. And I was like, what? How? How can it be five hours long? It's I think ten rounds of two people slapping each other, one slap per round each. So I don't understand how it can go that long unless there's loads of people on the card. But uh, <laughs> they all look like they get paid in meth as well. Like it's 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 people of a certain. Uh, they're all from like Memphis and stuff. It's it's yeah. it's good. It's it's. I spent a Saturday, uh, Sunday afternoon watching the uh, and got quite into it and. I'm not gonna, you know, stay up to watch it, but uh, I'm I probably will because <laughs> it's just it's shite. But it's like, oh, on it, um, and some of it like must really hurt. What was hmm. what was the, There's a guy who's like he's he's an ex-marine and he's called like Wapish Thunder Tiger or something. And you're like, hey, it's a shit name. Um, but he got absolutely smacked the fuck out of him and like hit that hard that he fell over twice. And in a normal world, that would be enough to stop a fight, wouldn't it? But no, no. The doctor, that was just some dude in grey sweatpants, came over and was like, nah, you're fine to carry on. I was like, didn't I like, hold fingers up, make him count or anything? Like, asking what the president was? None of that. Just, yeah, just fuck it. Eventually, the guy yeah, gave yeah. up of his own volition because I assume getting smacked about the head by someone called, like, Cornball Lenny uh, will do that to you. Mm. Which uh, which wrestler would you like to see going in the edition out slots? You see, well, the thing is, on the stats thing, it's got reach and it's got hand width, so you want a good <laughs> meaty hand. So I would like Andre the Giant would be perfect for it because he could just take heads off. But I don't know, modern day Gunther. I'd say, I'd say Gunther's probably got chops. Uh, someone like Braun Breaker, maybe he seems like a fairly compact guy. Uh, but again, so there's no. Again, yeah, there's no. It depends if you can take it though. Like you might be able to get slaps, slap people, but you've got to get slapped as well. Like that's the thing. It's that's the the beauty of slap fights. <laughs> I found out as well that slap fights isn't the only promotion. There's other ones. There's there's like four different competing slap fight people. It's great. It's not. <laughs> Go and get it watched. So yeah, it's uh, just Joe and I because John found out this evening that he's going to watch an orchestral version of Love Actually. You know, what yeah. everybody wants to go and watch. <laughs> it's certainly a thing. I've never heard of it. But... I mean, I've heard of them doing like the Muppets Christmas Carol with a full orchestra, which sounds ace. Oh, yeah. But Love Actually, yeah. A, is a terrible film. And B, I don't remember it having a particularly memorable score. So Yeah, that's a bit. I've been to watch orchestral Harry Potter like for... Yeah, but that's, that's got big swelling strings and an orchestral exactly. score. I, I don't remember of actually having that. And it's uh, and it's a dog shit film. But hey ho, right? God bless him. Things you've got to do for love, eh? I know, I know. I'm just trying to see here what's on the soundtrack. Kelly Clarkson, The Trouble with Love is. Oh, that Dido. Dido. Fuck, remember? You know. 
Here with me. Sing from the diaphragm, Dido, yeah. Fucking hell, it's a, it's a list of people that were from ages ago. Nora Jones, Wycliffe John, Eva Cassidy. Isn't Texas. Wycliffe, I used to love Texas. Isn't Wycliffe John a criminal? Didn't isn't he? It? Didn't he steal a load of money from like a charity for Haiti by like employing all his family and hiring private jets and stuff? I'm sure that's a true thing. If not, <laughs> screw me, Wycliffe John. <laughs> Apologies for this. <laughs> He's got yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have a. We still have the news. John has written the news in his absence, so thank you for that, John. Uh, we'll alternate that between us. Uh, quick show reviews, not really be much for once. No, no pay per views or anything to review for once. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. we do, we do have final battle coming up this weekend. Ring of Honor, and we'll do predictions for that. But it's only a five match card, so that'll be swift. And NXT deadline as well. Yes, yes. So I think I have here. the card for here. Oh, no, for But yeah, uh, but because he's not here, we can't do the full jingle. So we're just getting news. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Do you want to kick off then? Uh, okay. So again, as John likes to write these with the bad news, like load up the bad news at the front. Uh, oh. Former NWA world champion Barry Windham suffered a heart attack over the weekend while travelling through the Atlanta airport and is currently hospitalised in intensive care. Uh, Wyndham's niece, Mika Rotunda, has launched a GoFundMe campaign, which is one of those things that's always tragic when you see people that have to... But again, American healthcare, that's not the point. Uh, with deep sadness, I regret to inform that my uncle, WWE Hall of Famer Barry Wyndham, suffered a massive heart attack Friday evening while travelling through the Atlanta airport. His darkest fear becoming a horrific reality as he went into cardiac arrest. He's currently in the ICU and has undergone an emergency procedure to save his life as a family we are impatiently waiting to hear that he will be okay but as of now the future is uncertain after these countless years of wrestling matches traveling and entertaining worldwide he experienced a number of taxing injuries and ended up undergoing multiple surgeries that led to other health complications uh, barry hung up his boots for the last time in the early 2000s since then he has been limited with work due to his medical history as well as left without health insurance which in america is basically a death sentence isn't it yeah. Uh, to face these times is one of great stress and hardship, as well as one that comes with extensive medical expenses he's taking on. Uh, it is overwhelming, to say the least. We are politely asking for uh, an increment of financial assistance to help cover his medical expenses and bills to see him through this time. So, yeah, if you got a couple of quid and you remember Barry, chuck it in. We'll put it in the, the show notes thing. Uh, Wyndham is best known for being a member of the Four Horsemen and held the NWA Championship once in 1993. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2012 alongside the rest of Four Horsemen. Yeah. I'm assuming that I haven't been through the, the, the GoFundMe to check it, but people not like a lot of wrestlers normally throw money into this. Jericho is not yeah, really they do, a, yeah. a, a solid hand for this sort of thing. Um, yes, yes. And again, we know times are hard for everyone, and but, you know, 10 quid, $10, <laughs> same thing, isn't yeah. it, really, nowadays. And I also say I doubt I doubt it's in here. But to continue the sad news, uh, have you mentioned? Have you seen what Tony Khan was saying in his in his press conference for Final Battle? Um, I know he sent the William Regal stuff, but basically between All Out and Grand Slam, yeah, Grand Slam, he said his his mum had a stroke oh. um, and was in hospital, and he said they basically brought her home in October, and then she had a stroke again, and he said oh. it's been very difficult. Um, the family's trying to deal with it, and he kind of hinted that. 
Um, it's, it's one of the reasons why he's uh, letting Regal go, which I'm sure we'll come on to, because he says he understands he wants to be with his family, with his son being over in WWE training. And NXT, and, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, shout out to Tony as well there, um, oh. as, as well as the family of, of Wyndham. So. Life shit sometimes. <clears throat> uh, but now we get some fun ha-ha-ha news. Yeah. Talking of shit people, Glenn Jacobs, formerly <laughs> known as Kane, the uh, mayor of Knox County, has had some misconduct allegations made against him. So according to uh, Knox News, he asked uh, county employees to work at his home while they were on the clock and pressured the department head to lie to the state investigators. Uh, allegedly, he cursed at the department head when he wouldn't lie. Good, good, good on him. Good leading <laughs> to Kane. Yep. Uh, allegations came out as part of a federal lawsuit the county settled by agreeing to pay $150,000 to former Parks and Recreation Director Paul White. <laughs> okay. Um, and Deputy Law Directors, is this a real name? Houston Havasey and David Wiggler. I mean, I mean they sound <laughs> like I've made those up, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they denied any laws are broken and their response to the lawsuit was it was settled last week. Um, they said the work wasn't done on county time because of work. Okay, yeah. yeah. As John has put, sure, he's a prick. <laughs> yeah, uh, as we all know, Mayor Glenn is a fud of the highest order. Um, that's what chair shots to the head will do you, I guess. <sighs> right, Regal. Regal talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everything we said last week is clearly aged like milk left out in the sun. Uh, Fightful Select, William Regal is effectively done with All Elite Wrestling and is more than likely headed back to WWE. It's also speculated that that's past week's WrestleCade event that fits in with the events of this week's Dynamite. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, there have been several rumours yeah. on the length of Regal's current deal, which really no one knows apart from the people who were involved with the deal. However, sources in AEW are all operating on the assumption that he's leaving, and WWE sources are operating on the assumption that he's rejoining the company. Uh, no details on the unusual length of the deal after he debuted in March or any provisions associated. A WWE source said that it does not come as any surprise at all that William Regal is likely headed back because him and Triple H uh, were unhappy that Regal was let go in the first place. As for like everyone, that was a bewildering uh, fire in that one, but you know. NXT sources have told Fightful Select that William Regal was considered a lifer for that brand specifically, something that Triple H mentioned himself. Uh, those in WWE expect him to resume an advanced role similar to the one we had before, but that hasn't been confirmed. Um, then we've been told he's finalising a deal with WWE. The rumour originally was that he'd signed a multi-year deal, but had an agreement he could go back to WWE if Triple H came to power. Which is a pain yeah. of power. Like he's, he's, he's you know, uh, Brian Alvarez. The belief amongst people within WWE is that when he signed with AEW, he essentially had an agreement with if Triple H returns, he can go back to WWE. And as Triple H is now back, the belief within WWE is that is what is going on. Um, he's going back to. Uh, yeah, whether it's whether this is the case or not, uh, find out soon enough. Well, Tony's pretty much confirmed what it all is tonight at the press conference. He started off by talking about it. He said Regal came to him in October and asked that Tony didn't extend his contract. So maybe it was a year with like a, a trigger to extend it for another, I think, another two or three years. 
Um, and he's asked, no, he said, Triple H is back. My son's there. I want to be closer there. I want to go. So Tony said after what's happened with his mum, he, he agreed, but he made a point of saying the agreement in place is only to go back as a coach and he cannot appear on TV yes. by the sounds of it for the length of what was left on his AEW contract if it had been extended, which will be 2024, I think. I mean, so that's the agreement. We'll see. I think there'll be a proviso in that he's allowed to come out and yell war games once a year. Like, you know what I mean? Well, he, he also said he was surprised that Triple H put used that, that bit of footage. Out. Yeah. Um, again, I think we're just ebbing closer to everyone just being a bit more groovy with each other. And it's it's not going to be this, oh, they've left, they're going to go here. Like, people might just transition between companies a bit more easily. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, uh, as John's put here, uh, as sad as I am to see him leave AEW, uh, we got him for a full year. We got him an Excalibur interacting and commentary. And we got some good stuff out. We got the Backpool Combat Club. He managed to turn MJF back into the most evil man in wrestling after he was getting a little bit of like face <laughs> in there. Um, yes. And it's it's sad, but like I, I genuinely assume he came in and went. Triple H went to him, get a year's contract, get a year's contract, and I'll be in, I'll be back by then. Um, yeah. The shit's about to hit the fan with Vince, and we'll have you back when it comes <laughs> back. Like and I I, I and. I mean, no, it wouldn't surprise me. I, 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 I'm, I'm sad to see him go, but like you said, it's, it's, it's his life. He, he, he was happier in NXT, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and he's like I said, he's, his lads there. Um, yeah, that's the big. The, 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 the thing about this man. is as well, though, it's like fucking. Uh, what's he called? Your lad from Control Your Narrative. Um, ah, fucking yeah, he said that he had Braun. No, not Braun. E3. Oh, EC3. EC, yeah, he said that uh, he had spoken to him and uh, he was unhappy with the way it was being run and that nobody listened to him and all this stuff. And then, like, Brian Pillman was like, no, people came out when him and Danielson were doing, like, talks in the ring and stuff. Like, maybe not as many people who should have been there, but people came, you know, it depends who was on the yeah. show and, like, also, how the fuck was, would he know? How the fuck would he know? Like he, that was a really nice interaction. I don't know if you saw. Did you see it when he was replying to that report? Yeah. Yeah. It was just a nice interaction because the guy was like, "Thanks for speaking up." He said, I, "You know, I said some," and he's like, "Yeah, sometimes we do more than others." And it was like a really nice, civilized dialogue on Twitter. It really took me back. <laughs> yeah, because wrestling Twitter is a fucking shit, shit is a dumpster fire of shit at times. But like, if someone who's there and goes, "No, that's not true," and has like really has no stake in the game, really, but other than just to go, "Well," but how the fuck would EC3 know anyway? Like, he's playing to eight people in a fucking veteran hall trying to sell his fucking big control your narrative spice mix like it shut the fuck up you don't know anything pal i don't know anything but i'm not going around pretending i'm charlie big potato with all the fucking inside scoops am i like it's and, and years ago while at nxt he did an interview saying like at nxt like the, the superstars these days don't pay as much attention to you they're on the phones all the time yeah. so he said similar and that was him that was regal saying that so it's a, it's a different think. game now though and he said he said that as well it's different than when he you know when he was coming up it's the world moves and some things stay the same and some things don't and I that. No, I'm, uh, as long as he's happy i'm happy he was i remember the recording we did and we literally finished and then it was like regal's being released and we were all like fuck this company that was that was a that was the big one really really blew that was away. the one that really hurt because i was like regal basically was the heart of fxt for a long time um, oh yeah 
But if you know, if they can't show him, they can't show him. But he'd be there. He's making his money. He's he's doing his podcast. He's putting his, <laughs> putting his lizards on his head, and uh, you know, it's 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 fun. He's, he's not allowed to be an on-screen character. So I'd like when it is War Games time, just like his voice to play over the tannoy. I, I'd be like, come on, Tony, give us a special dispensation, one night only. I'll come out and do it. Get the fucking pop. Bob's your uncle. Like it's yeah. <laughs> I said, I, he's left on, I do believe he's left on good terms, like. Oh yeah, we'll get to AEW, I think. Yeah, but yeah, right, moving on. And Tony has said, I don't know what this means, we're making, they're having to make some on-screen sacrifices to make it happen. So, I mean. I don't know what that means. But. Blackpool Combat Club, I'm guessing, is done. True, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah which is that. a shame, but, uh, but again, like, they wrote yeah. him out in a tremendous way with MJF literally doing a murder on him. And yeah, putting him in, putting him in an ambulance. They sold the fuck out of it as well because like they cut to they cut to like the adverts at the right time, and they came back and it was still ongoing. And like Excalibur and stuff was selling the fuck out of it. And Brad Danielson came down in his pants to like help. And yeah, it made One it a, <laughs> made it a big thing. And I mean, the, it's sad that we're not going to see him on screen because next week at NXT, if he just pulled up in the same ambulance in the same suit and just walks out <laughs> the back of it, that'd be fucking amazing, wouldn't it? But um, imagine. But yeah, it's it, it, it's it, it, it's at least he's still going to be working. It might help with NXT, which is getting better, but it's still storyline wise a bit all over the place with stuff. Yeah, but they've got a lot of NXT care. UK people coming over who should have a bit of a rapport with him, and you know he's, that's. He's also got is it NXT Europe's ready to kick off, and I imagine he's going to be that was another big draw. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 he's if you even if he wasn't happy in AEW, which I don't believe that it might not have been what he thought it was going to be, but eh, he did a year. We got some good stuff out of it. We got him slapping the fuck out of Danielson and Mox. You know, great entrance. It's good, yeah. What not been a better entrance to my knowledge. Um, no. Yeah, it's it, it is what it is. Let's see, let's see how it goes. Uh, WWE sent an internal number about Survivor Series numbers. Um, sent out on the 40th, saying it was the most viewed Survivor Series on record. Apparently, uh, 46% more people watched it versus last year's version of the show. It's almost as if people were tired of brand warfare. And, uh... <laughs> Oh, wanted a story that made some sense. Yeah. Yeah. Even Triple H says, you know, things run the course, and uh, I think everyone was tired of Brown Morpher. <laughs> when fair? you have the draft two months yeah. beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was the best in venue merchandise sales in the event's history, up 20% from last year's. Again, uh, the live gate was the highest ever in Boston, and for Savarari Series at Triple H, he said that at the post show. Um, fan enjoyment rating popped 48% versus last year. <laughs> Um, they don't you know how they measure that? that internally. Stop eating That's the knobs. That's fans. what that'll be, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the social social media video views were up year over year, and the TikTok of Rain sending Sammy. <laughs> it's brilliant that sending Sammy into the match got 13 million views alone when he grabbed Jimmy's arm and then just pointed to. It was brilliant that too. It was. It mean the whole thing. I, I've rewatched it like three times now. I think after you mentioned last week because mm. I missed a load of stuff because I was just like, this is actually good. Um, of yeah, like the bionic elbow <laughs> and and but just like Roman's face through a lot of it and Sammy's face and KO's face. There's there's a lot of stuff going on just with the eyes. It's it's really really good. <laughs> Very, yeah, very unusual to make <laughs> to rewatch a WWE match for the layers. Yeah, for the yeah. nuance that's in it. Um, yeah. PWI tag team rankings are out. <sighs> I 
I mean, Uso's being number one. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, assessment period ran from the 1st of October. On the metrics. On the metrics, yes. Uh, it ran from 1st of October 2021 to 30th of September 2022. Takes into account in-ring achievement, in-ring ability, influence within their company and the wider industry, the quality of competition faced, and how active a team have been, which is why some people aren't in here. Uh, the full top 10 for this year's Tag Team 100 reasons follows. Number one, The Usos. Fair enough. Number two, FTR. Mm, should be one, but they've done a lot of solo stuff. Briscoes, yes. Death Triangle, technically that's a trio, but whatever. <laughs> um, Hazuki and Kaguma, RK Bro, getting the fucking bin with that one. Um, and then the Good Brothers, <laughs> what? Um, the Young Bucks, the Hex, and Violence is Forever. Um, I mean, there's there's like Sunshine Machine, I think, are in there. There's some good, like, it's with these yeah. lists, it's always good to read them because you go, ooh, they're in there. And, ooh, they're on the way up. And it, it's it's nice that it, the whole thing is recognized rather than just yeah. like the, the, the big brands. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's a nice thing about these. Everyone always debates the top bits. But, um, and I've got to read a tweet from Brian R. Solomon, who I think probably put it best. And he said, do I enjoy FTR matches better than the Usos? Yes, by a mile. I agree. Um, not that the Usos are bad matches. They have good matches, but FTR are special. And then he said, but here's the deal. FTR may hold titles of three companies, but in 2022, they had a total of nine successful defenses, of which eight were televised for all three belts combined. And they're not even the top featured team in their own company of AEW. He said the Usos have had 51 successful title defenses, 15 televised in 2022. Um, Obviously, this goes back to October. He was just talking about this year. He was like, unified both WWE tag titles became the longest reigning champs in history while being a main event team featuring in the hottest storyline in the industry. Yep. You can't, yeah, can't no, agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop, pop, yeah. But as he said, I really love the FTR. Like, FTR Briscoe is probably one of my matches of the year. But yeah, I think yeah, we've not been about. Possibly have a, a, a chat about putting together our matches of the year show at some point. Yes. Someone, yeah, we'll do a review thing. Um, I, actually, I want, again, on the. On, on the media call, Tony Khan's mentioned about FTI. said they've kind of been screwed over because a lot of matches that were set up then got uh, blown apart by injuries like CM Punk's, but he said other matches as well. And it, he, he understands their frustrations. Um, Paul was talking to me about this this morning and I can understand why he said he was really disappointed in Dax Harwood um, and his tweet about it. Mm, it's... Saying this is, this is full of shit. Whereas like, Kenny was like, yeah, can see why, deserve it. I, I can see it. It's frustration. FTR have had a fucking year. Like, they've had a, a good yeah. year, but could it have been better? Yes. Uh, but again... Good it, start to it, the year. It's it's a ranking. It, it, it's not the definitive list, is it? Like, no. for me, FTR, like you said, are a better tag team, but have they been involved in storylines? Not really. No. So, you know, you got to look at the thing as a whole. And yeah. like next year, lads. Yeah, 100%. Um, Becky Lynch has filmed for a Marvel movie in 2021, according to Fox Sports. Uh, Fight for Sports, sorry. <laughs> sorry, FS and went Fox Sports. Uh, in late 2021, uh, Fightful confirmed that she had a role, uh, but nobody would, because Marvel's very tight-lipped and stuff, wouldn't confirm it on the record. Um, as of now, her scenes are apparently being left on the cutting room floor. Um, something right, uh, Chris Tapley has actually recently tweeted about, which is a shame, we don't know. Do we know what film it is? Uh, the role was for Eternals. There you go. In a wow. post-credit scene. So Eternals was out. That was out, wasn't it, already? Yeah, it's been 
to set something up for a future instalment, but we don't know what the role was. Um, even though it was cut, we're told the possibility of using Becky in future films isn't out of the question. And she confirmed this year that she's had conversations with Marvel, even though she's not filmed uh, a movie yet. Uh, and they were happy with how she performed. She just didn't make the cut on that particular post-credit I mean, scene. Three hours long, isn't it? It's a long film. Yeah, it was a long one. It was. I fell asleep in it. Um, apparently, it was too depressing. Yeah, <laughs> it was too too depressing the post-credit scene. Uh, so they had to get Harry Styles in there as well, didn't they? <sighs> um, Marvel bad. Eternals apparently is in doubt because of the mixed reviews. As I just said, I fell asleep during it, and yeah, it might not continue going forward. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, Fightful Select reports that before it was retired, the 24-7 title was almost never brought up. Um, creatively by Triple H. Kel surprised, no? Uh, the title hadn't changed hands on television at all for the first three months of his regime. Uh, mm. The title had still been used on numerous house shows, despite not being on television at all. There had been several title changes with one spot leading to a referee winning the title before eventually it was run back by Dana Brooke. Um, a WWE source said that the title was almost never mentioned in a creative sense, but allowed for some fun moments for live event shows, which is fine. The future of the yeah. title seems to be up in the air, and it wasn't something that we heard Triple H ever, ever talk about. Uh, Dana Brooke had been competing on main event fairly regularly and wearing the championship to the ring while being announced as the champion. However, she wasn't booked in title defenses on the show, and there weren't before the traditional 24-7 chase elements before losing the title to Nikki Cross. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like, I like the 24-7 title when it's done in the fun, goofy way that it should be done of little vignettes of someone putting their bin out and then a referee and a yep. wrestler jumping out of a car and pinning them on the front lawn and running off giggling. Like, that's what it should be. It should just be a fun thing. And yeah, not matches. No. It, yeah, because it's supposed to be, it can happen anywhere. And that's, that's the, <laughs> the, the best bit about the matches is when the matches are on. They suspended the ability for anyone else to win the belt. Yeah, again, that was always the fun thing with like the hardcore belt, wasn't it? Like you'd win it and then someone would come yeah. in and smash you over the head. And then, oh, I had it for 30 seconds. Oh, like, I thought it was great. Yeah. And it, I mean, I, I, we might see it again one day, but... Just imagine not... Triple H going, like, if I don't mention it, no one will know. And then someone's brought <laughs> it up. He was like, it's oh, done. Yeah. Put it put in it, the bin. Put it near that bin, <laughs> <Literally>. Nicky. <laughs> Again, we might see it again one day, retire it and bring it back as something else, the fucking internet mm. championship or whatever, like, but yeah. they don't need Obviously. it. No, they don't. Uh, sad news, but can understand why. Dustin Rhodes has announced that next year, 2023, will be his last year in wrestling. It will be at the Blizzard Brawl tapings. This is after a career that started in September 1988, so what's, what's that? 30, maybe 35 years by the end of it, won't it? Um, he said in November that he had about a year left on his AEW contract. He's not wrestled since August 26th on Rampage when he challenged uh, Claudio Castagnoli for the Ring of Honor World title. Um, yeah. uh, hang on a sec, let me do some quick maths. Cause... Yeah, it's 35 years. Yeah, maths is hard. I just thought it was longer than that. But yeah, 35 years of in-ring is, you know, solid. Um, well, that's that's his professional debut. He'll obviously have been doing, oh, he'd have been doing all before the, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess when you so dance. Um... <laughs> yeah, um, imagine he'll end up in the, uh, if they're not bitter, in the in the Hall of Fame. I think we, I don't know whether how much control Vince has over that anymore, but yeah. Um, Hopefully he doesn't, yeah. <laughs> he deserves it, doesn't he? Like, um, AEW Dark yeah. story has been written entirely by the talent. Yeah. <laughs> 
<sighs> in October, a story between the firm and Matt Hardy started, which has also expanded to private party, where it's largely focused around Matt and Ethan Page. Several other talent have been involved. It's these fucking contracts things that Matt Hardy seems to get uh. real hard for. Um, those that we spoke to said that Hardy and Page were excited to work together for the angle, and it was almost entirely creative developed by the two of them. Uh, there was also a heated three-minute backstage promo before the uh, between the two that aired on Dark, and we're told that they and Private Party did it all in one take. The angle has received positive reviews on social media, and we're told is a part of an effort to have more stories carry over onto Dark. Uh, and yeah, we're going to have to start watching Dark again now. I mean, I, I skim Dark anyway, but... Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I'm not a big fan of... This this Matt Hardy and his fucking contracts thing like it was kind of funny when he was big money Matt and he like and then we had the the, the Adam Page thing in there but yeah I don't know and it's um that's also returned to Orlando's Universal Studios doing some tapings on the 17th of December yeah which is a week on Saturday uh, they have been doing it on the road but they did spend best part of a year between 2021 and 22 filming there I remember that actually yeah. Um, They've heard from several dark, rest, uh, dark regulars who said they were hoping to pop back up on the tapings when they return to Orlando, because when they film it on the road, it allows them to basically look at local wrestlers in them in them areas that they're at. Um, so hopefully they'll be on on Mona. Uh, well, in the lumberjack match, there was local dark wrestlers, wasn't there? On yeah. Rampage, was it? I think. But yeah, it's 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 good. Like dark's genuinely pretty solid now um <laughs> indie wrestlers at recent wwe tryouts casey navarro has some people in the company really pushing for him to join and pwe pwi insider reported and fightful select can confirm that aw impact and nwa veteran kylie ray was also at the tryouts these tryouts Jeez. run throughout the week and are more private workouts than the general ones that wwe have conducted with coll- collegiate collegiate i'll say collegiate <laughs> Collegiate athletes. There's an iron collegiate. Anyway, uh, and have significantly different criteria because yeah, they're wrestlers and not people coming up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Kylie uh, Ray would be a good. I mean, they both be good additions. Um, mm. So that Kylie, I mean, Kylie especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sasha and Naomi updates. Uh, Mercedes Vanado has tweeted. She's just wrapped her first movie in hashtag Boss Ton. Nice. Um, like that and i love these pictures naomi and jade cargo being hand hanging out at an atlanta hawks game we've seen the pictures of them to go yeah they look fucking fierce yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah you won't mess with them no um I, I, do you think sasha's done with wrestling i don't think she's done with wrestling because oh, okay. she's been in the ring training when you see a video she's been she's been training i mean that's just good cardio as well though isn't it like yeah, and it's, and it's, it's not that big dude making you bend into sex shapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I don't know. If she's coming back, you'd imagine it'd be the Rumble. But I don't want her to come back at the Rumble if she's not winning. Yeah. Because it would just piss everyone off. Like last year, when she came out as a one and she got eliminated like after 10 minutes after doing that amazing split. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember that. <laughs> have to watch that again later, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but well, saying that, uh, well, apparently there may be talks of them upping the numbers for the Women's Rumble, so oh, okay. you never know. Well, NXT have got a lot of UK talent in, haven't they, now, so... Yeah. Uh, true, yeah. Um, as reported by Peter Bissett, Eric Young is headed back to WWE, Fightful <laughs> have confirmed. Uh, yeah, so I'm saying on that. <laughs> that video was good. He's leaving video at Impact. 
don't know if you watched it. Yeah, it was, got it murdered, was, got it was fun, but he literally got murdered. So if he's coming back, he's having to wear a stick on moustache and be his own evil brother, I guess. <laughs> uh, Drew, sadly, he's tweeted out that he's not medically cleared for the, he was meant to have a tag match for the titles against the Usos of Sheamus. Uh, Butcher's now took his place because uh, Drew's been pulled from SmackDown. Apparently it's short-term and minor according to Fightful Select. Hopefully it is because I, I know there's been a couple of news bits this year where, where Drew's struggling with his back but he was still wrestling uh, around about Clash at the Castle time if I remember. Yeah. And he's obviously been working quite a lot this year so hopefully he looks after himself there as well. And yeah, we've already mentioned that Tony Khan's been doing his media call and has, has been saying lots about that throughout this showing. Apparently he's going to talk about Ringo on a TV, but he won't do it until after the pay-per-view. So I don't know if he's got news. No, he best put it on Fight Plus. I'm not paying for another fucking subscription. And he, and he said, I've, I've uh, removed a lot of the Ring of Honor content on AEW because he'd heard the fans complaining. I was like, you've removed the content, have you? <laughs> it doesn't seem to have gone down for me. The belts are defended and at he... least, one of the belts is defended at least a fucking once a week, yeah. I know, I remember one one Dynamite recently, like the last 50 minutes was all Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he said that and he said he also wants to increase the kind of uh, the match quality meaning on Rampage. Yeah, uh, Rampage has got very dark light, hasn't it? Like it's yeah. Did you, have you seen its numbers from last week? It's horrendous. <sighs> it was like the it was like one of the worst shows, as in like compared to all shows on at that time, it was like extremely low. Like I don't, I don't know what. Yeah, it's about it like two hundred thousand watched it. <laughs> I was like, I can't remember it being that good a show, to be honest. Um, no. Uh, well, so we've got uh, in the UK, Soft Pro have announced Josh Alexander well, uh, versus former ICW World Champion Kez Evans. At Heavy, he's the head taking place on the 5th of Feb in Manchester. So if Josh is still the Impact Champion then, then the title will be on the line. Um, RPD has won the TNT Extreme Wrestling Ignition Championship, which he fully deserves. And William Regal commented at Wales Comic Con that RPD is now an official member of the Blackpool Combat Club. But what that's worth, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's um, it's good. We like RPD, uh, top lad. We do. Um, and yeah, um, his first, I, first title. I need to watch that match though because I want to see how the fuck he beats Shreddy. But yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Fight Forever game. Evil Uno has worked closely with the game and spoke with Fightful at WrestleCade about what he could reveal. While it's been rumoured and speculated in the past, Uno said that he's of the belief that AEW Fight Forever game will be a single release that will constantly evolve over time. Uh, this is instead of like an annual release yeah. or a recurring release with extra shite that would require the purchase of a new game for each edition. They said like Fight Forever, it, it, the clue's in the name. like. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'd be happy with that if you know every paper yeah, they just release a few more wrestlers for I don't know a couple of quid or whatever. Like, don't gouge people. Yeah. Or like release some for free. Or you know what I mean. But um, I mean, yeah. problem is that all like fucking AAA games now are like seventy quid out the gate, aren't they? Like that's the problem. Yeah, that's what it's been. Um, he also confirmed what we had heard before that there will be a roster of about fifty talent on the initial release of it, including CM Punk. 
yeah. but that will be added to over time as well. Danhausen is one name we learned that won't be in the initial release as he appeared a little too late to be included in the first run of the game. But again, yeah. if it's got a creator wrestler, if it's anything like WWE, there will be so many things created for it. Like, I mean, I know I'm going to spend time because that's the best bit, isn't it? It's creating your own wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, yeah. CM Punk won't be removed from the game. You, you own him. <laughs> Uh, this is a, a build-on from something before that uh, John has covered, but he just needed to correct some of what he said. Uh, bull sharks, a species of requiem shark, commonly found worldwide in the warm, shallow waters along the coast and in the rivers, is what he said before. Um, oh, God, I should have read this before, shouldn't I? They are uriline species. They're able to adapt to a wide range of uh, salinities, uh, meaning they can be found in salt or freshwater. And However, the- they are not fully adapted to freshwater, like he said before. Ooh, Dr. John. <laughs> Science is constantly <laughs> evolving, my friend. <laughs> it is. It can live in freshwater for its entire life, but this does not happen, um, mostly due to the reproductive needs of the shark. Young bull sharks leave the brackish water in which they're born, they move out into the sea to breed, and whilst it's theoretically possible for bull sharks to live purely in freshwater, uh, the experiments we've done on them found they died within four years. Uh, the stomach was open and all that was found were two small, unidentifiable fish. Those are the fish that control the shark. I've <laughs> um, been starvation since the primary food source of all sharks resides in salt water. Mm-hmm. And as they often dwell in shallow waters and are found in many types of habitats, they're territorial by nature. They've got no tolerance for provocation. <laughs> they may be more dangerous to humans than any other species of shark and bull sharks are one of the three shark species along with tiger and great white most likely to bite humans just stay out of the water oh ah, uh dolphins lander dolphins are responsible for several modern inventions including the speech recognition software used by gas companies when you phone them self-service checkouts in supermarkets and the constant need for computers to be updated when you need to actually fucking use them um, show reviews then. Shall we uh, kick off with Chronological and Dynamite from last week? Um, well, the big takeaway from from that was MJF's, as we alluded to earlier, uh, William Regal coming out as the big supporter for MJF, um, Excalibur calling him a card and a bounder. So we're never going to get that kiss in that we wanted. <laughs> uh, and then um, uh, they presented a new belt. Um, the what was it? The triple B, the Burb- I can't remember what it was. Big, big Burberry belt. Yeah, and uh, he's just put a Burberry strap on it. It looks kind of good. Um, but uh, and then basically he fucking brass nuts Regal in the spine. Regal crumpled like a sack of shit. And uh, yeah, uh, wheeled out. Uh, that's a that's Regal done. And MJF copping like tremendous heat for it. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, it explains. I know I was a bit critical last week. It explains the whole um, uh, Brian stopping Mox the other week when he when he made a massive point about like don't hit him. He's had you know bloody blah if you hit him you could kill him etc. So it's good good seeds planted there. Yes. Um, also reckon we're building to Brian versus MJF. Possibly, yeah. yeah um, there's also makes... pa- there's parallels with the belt as well. People's champions, remember that belt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wooden belt, yeah. Yeah, superb stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 
Oh, we also got uh, Mox cutting a promo in the ring at the start. Uh, oh, and my then God. Adam Page comes out, and I was like, ooh, fucking hell. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, and Mox was like, do you not remember what happened last time? Oh, you don't remember, do you? And I was like, mate, come on. <laughs> but it, it, it's it's good, isn't it? Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, Danielson against Dax as well. Oh, superb wrestling. Absolute. Well, we knew it was going to be a fucking banger, didn't we? But um, yeah, just absolute liquid wrestling. Um, it was... There was some tremendous. I mean, I alluded to this in something else that I've done that will be out soon. But it's it's just when you watch two people who are that passionate about wrestling do what they do so well with each other, it 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 really is awesome. Um, we got a fight forever. We got this is awesome. It was it was very good. But um, Danielson put on another bell lock, and yeah, Dax had to tap out unfortunately. But again, is that done? I could watch seven more of those easily. Oh yeah, it was outstanding. Best match of the night. Um, what did we get? Oh, we got you. Uh, one in the pure title at final battle. That'll be all right. This, oh, uh, was this was this dynamite when we had the backstage bit with Renee? And yeah. She had to go. At, she had to go at JAS. Told him to shut up. Yes. <laughs> to ruin the segment. <laughs> um, we got Joe versus AR Fox, which was fun. Uh, we got the Joe walking away from the corner spot, which is always fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it was never it was never in doubt, was it really? Uh, and then we got Wardlow appearing, blah blah. blah. Uh, was this when he was dressed like the Hallmark? This was when oh. he was dressed like uh, the guy that runs the Christmas tree farm in a in a Hallmark uh, film. Uh, Ricky Starks murdered Ari Davari. Again, nothing special there. Anna J against Willow Nightingale, um, is the, and the return of Ruby Soho. That was that yeah, was nice. That was good. Um, on the ramp as well, which looked particularly fucking horrible. Yeah, she's got a good pop as well. It's nice to see. Uh, Gotta say, the, the women—they've been doing a lot of non-title women stuff. It's good. It's what we've wanted to again, see. Again, yeah, just some. Uh, we got the weird um, Jade Cargill promo thing that she did. That was fine. It was good. But then fucking this thing with Bow Wow. I don't know what the fuck this is. It feels like they're don't like it. wasting Jade massively on this. Um, and we got Cassidy agreeing to a lumberjack match with fucking QT Marshall for some reason. Don't know why. Because um, fucking it's hell. his gimmick. He just agrees to everything. Yeah, I mean, Cassidy is, is tremendous at just, yeah, whatever, don't care. Um, but we got the, oh, was it match three? Match three, yeah. Of uh, Death Triangle against the Elite. Again, Carnage from the off. Carnage from the off. They got ju- uh, the Death Triangle got jumped. Um, I don't know. It was different in a way because there was a lot more outside the ring stuff. Um, Ray refusing to use the hammer. Penta going full hammer murder. And <laughs> yeah. um, Pack eating the pin. So it's now 2-1. Was it was this when he when he tried the black arrow and he got knees he got and his, rolled his, up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, but so that's also, a good that's a good surprise roll up. Yes, uh, it was also the really good where Kenny was running down the ramp to hit. Um, I think I think he was going to hit the V trigger and Pax just Pac, booted yeah. him in the fucking head. Um, but yeah, it was again. We're getting another one of these tonight. Um, I'm not sure how much more of this they can do, really, because I've got a feeling like Death Triangle win tonight, and then, yeah, it's fine. It's just they're, they're, they're good matches, but, I you think know, how, the how issue much... isn't being so condensed one after the other. Like, it needs to be a bit more spacing. Between yeah, them. yeah, it's... 
it, 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 it's fine. Like I'll I'll watch these. You know, the the they're good. But um, and Rampage, uh, that lad, uh, that jumped Darby Allen, Car- Cole Carter, in a match with Darby Allen. Oh yeah, that went on for a bit too long. Uh, it was fine, but yeah, whatever. Um, and then we we're, we're gonna uh, FTR against uh, the acclaimed at some point. Yes, the, uh, uh, tonight. Is it tonight? That tonight, should yeah. that should be fun because yeah, and uh, that'll be fun. Private oh, we got the uh, we got the swerve bit backstage with that fella. I don't know him. Is it Shane Taylor? They've got history, haven't they? Yeah, um, usually. And then swerve showed up and he was like, "That's at Ring of Honor." Um, and swerves like can't even count on you. Sorry, Keith is like can't <laughs> even count on you. And swerves just doing sneaky faces now, which is fun. Private party against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Don't need to see that ever again. Why Jay Lethal is still hanging well, about? Why is Jeff Jarrett so hanging around? Yeah, I don't mind Jeff Jarrett. Like he can, he he can talk and like he's, you know, it's fine. But eh, yeah, whatever. As, as I said to Paul this morning, when you kick it, when you complain about FTR not being in the car, but you've got Jeff Jarrett in a six-man tag. Yeah, that's that's, that's where the problem is. Uh, we got a kind of weird promo from Soraya. Uh, she's like, I'm coming for the belts. And it's like, okay, fair enough. Whatever. Um, Athena done a murder on a jobber. Great. Oh, yeah. More of that. Angry Athena is the best Athena. And then we got Orange Cassidy versus oh. QT Marshall. There's <laughs> a good uh, one that's in there. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's more for the best friends coming out in full lumberjack gear with actual axes. Uh, and having them taken off them by the officials. Danhausen's got a little hatchet. It's fun. like, And it sets up some other stuff, um, like the Matt Hardy thing. Um, but other than that, it was nothing tremendous. Kip Sabian appears and tries to start a fight, um, which is nice to see Kip back on TV. Uh, and then the lights go out, House of Black appear and do a murder on everyone. They're going to give uh, is it Dante's Inferno to Ortiz, and Malachi stops them. So mm. I don't know what's going on there with that, but it's it's nice. But they look like they're having fun. Julia's got a full spooky eye now as well, which is good, uh, keeping on brand. Uh, and apparently, yeah, it's, it's just House of Black versus everyone at the moment. And why yeah. the fuck not? Why not? Yeah. That, again, it wasn't like the Lumberjack match was great. Murder Athena was great. And that was about it. Like, it wasn't a great show, to be honest. But again, you have ups and downs, don't you? Yeah. Yep. That was it on them. Um, SmackDown is a Fallout show. Yeah, Fallout show, wasn't it? From um, Survivor Series. You've got Sammy versus Sheamus. As good as it sounds on paper. Uh, with <laughs> with uh, Jay helping him win at the join it as well. So just kind of further cementing Jay taking them in. Uh, we did get some great memes last week of the, them hugging and. Uh, solo just stood there. Uh, that yeah. continued here as well. I did hear Phil Lindsay have an interesting take on this because Solo was actually very welcoming of Sammy. He used to like tag with yeah, him, yeah. he used to stand with him, and now he's very offish. So um, Phil's kind of theory was that Roman has basically briefed the good line we're going to screw this guy over, he- he's going to turn on us. And obviously, Jay's well into that because he, he hates Sammy, but Solo actually likes Sammy and he's not into it. So he's just not taking part in the two facedness and he's just standing there. It could be. Yeah. It, it's good, isn't it? Like, you don't know. Yeah. Because he did it at Survivor Series, didn't he? But he didn't. He was raise the only his hand one not putting and, his. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Seamus did say the line to Zane, I hate to beat the bollocks out of a fellow ginger as well. <laughs> <laughs> Got some great lines at the Seamus moment. Seamus is doing the Lord's work, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, it's, it, it's nice to see. Like I said before, you'd have to quit wrestling a bit ago. So, um, yeah, that was great. Um, the, the I think the main thing really from, from this SmackDown for me, Paul had tweeted, tweeted uh, messaged the group and said, go and watch Ricochet versus Santos Escobar World Cup final, which um, was outstanding. It was a, It'd be like a premium live event, best match on the card. If you if that was on a premium live event, it was outstanding. Um, best bit for me was after about five minutes, the you know all the rest of the crew that he's got. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I thought oh, we're gonna get another distraction finish kind of thing. That all started very early on, and the ref just kicked everyone out, including Zelina. So you did get a straight up like twenty actual fight minute one on one with some. Great chain wrestling and some outrageous spots, including like Ricochet running, jumping off the steps to hit him. He Escobar dodged out of the way and Ricochet landed on the padding that separates the uh, fans. And then they did a Huracarana off the padding in front of the fans to the outside. I mean, it was it was all sorts of nonsense, but it was a really, really top quality match. Um, so Ricochet <laughs> is a uh, his reward is he now gets to face Gunther. So Oh, is that well, it's, it's uh, certainly something, isn't it? I mean, so yeah, it, yeah, it was an outstanding match. And I, I think I, I think I said it in the group. I was like, can you imagine Vince giving basically 25% of his show to Ricochet and Santos Escobar? In a Never in a million years. Quality wrestling match, I think so. Yeah, so was that um, Raw. Raw solo killed Matt Riddle. If you don't like Matt Riddle, it's quite a good beatdown to watch. I'll have to watch um, that later then. <laughs> he killed everyone, basically. So it was meant to be the Usos versus Riddle and Elias, because they're a thing, uh, for the titles. And they came out, and then it, it showed them arriving to the arena. And as they were talking, Riddle scoots through them, and Solo just runs after him. <laughs> Right. And they stood behind a truck. No, stood in front of a truck. That's relevant. So he chases Riddle off, and then Elias appears from behind the truck, like he's been hiding there. And um, he starts going on, and what you're doing? And then Solo just appears from behind him and murders him, throws him into some guardrails. And then Sammy's like, <laughs> "Hey, Elias has gone platinum." Nice. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so they're celebrating, saying, "Sorry, there won't be a match." Riddle comes out. He's like, "Hey, I found another bro. We're not very close, but he doesn't like you, just like I don't." And then Kevin Owens came out. To, to, ah. to tag with him, obviously. Uh, they lost uh, clean and tried to beat down Riddle for one. So KO just got a chair and chased Sammy and the Usos out of the arena, smacking him with a chair as he went, which is lovely stuff. But leaving Solo Sokoa in the ring to absolutely murder Matt Riddle. And he also did the um, Umaga's his uncle. If you follow the uh, tree, the family tree. Yeah, yeah. And he, I don't know what the moves called. He did the thumb, like he, he put his thumb up and he did the thumb jab into the throat it's, as, a tri- uh, as a tribute to him. Yes. Uh, Christ, I can't remember his name now. But yeah. Um, oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, which, was, which was lovely. And then, uh, yeah, Matt Riddle was uh, carted out via ambulance. <laughs> Along with Elias earlier on, he was carted out via ambulance as well. So bye-bye to them too. So yeah, that was good. Um the main thing on Raw was, oh, have you seen a, what's he got, Tozawa? Remember him? I know you used to have to dress as a ninja. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's got rid of the ninja outfit now. Like, Triple hmm. H just got rid of that. And he used to chase the 24-7 title, didn't he? JBL, I thought I'd hate this, but as Simon Miller said, I don't know, the goofy shit. JBL, who I'm not a fan of, had a invitational for poker. And um, there was loads of people there 
including Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano, who showed up. And they're like, you're not invited. And then because they got all the Miz's money last week, they just open this bag and drop all this money on the table. And they're like, yeah, you can stay. Uh, later on in the night, Dexter wins a hand and Corbin's like, you're cheating. So Dexter Loomis just pulls out of his sack a massive uh, axe <laughs> and slaps it, uh, slaps it down on the table as if to say, I'll murder you. The Miz then appears at the door and he's like, uh, I think I missed your invite. He's like, yeah, I want, I want in on this. And then he's like, yeah, I'll come in then. Uh, I respect you. He said it's $50 uh, buy-in. And he's like, oh, I've not got that. I'll, I'll pay you in crypto. And then he's like, JPL's like, no, not doing that. <laughs> he's like, I'll give you this Rolex. And J- JBL looks at the Rolex. He went, you do realize that's a fake. Uh, so <laughs> Miz, Miz is sad. But then Tazawa. He wins a hand because he's become really good at poker because he beat JBL and Corbin the other week. And he's collecting all this stash and our favourite Dominic Mysterio tries to take <laughs> it off him. And he's like, I don't care that I didn't win. Like, I'm the, I'm the judgment day. We do what we want. I'm taking that. Um, and so I was like, no, you're not. And he says, well, we'll all beat you up then. And the way he says this, you need to see the clip. It's hilarious. He just goes, ha, 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 ha. I don't care. <laughs> I can't do it justice. But the way Tazawa says, I don't care. It's just like people people online were like, somebody needs to clip that because I need to use that <laughs> in my life. It was just nonsense. And, and the segment throughout the night, it set up like two or three matches as well. So I was like, it is goofy nonsense, but at least there's something happening that then makes matches make sense. Yes. Yeah, but the main thing on Raw was was, was two... Oh, uh, Seth and Bobby are fighting next week for number one contenders for the US. Okay. Seth had another ridiculous look with really wet hair. Um, Bobby got threatened by Adam Pierce because he ended up spearing. He missed Seth and speared one of the... Uh, the staff who was trying to break up the brawl. Um, so they're fighting next week. But you've also got Mustafa Ali and Dolph Ziggler feuding with Theory as well. So there's quite a lot going on in that scene. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. But the main the main thrust was the women's. You had two really good triple threat matches. Mm. Uh, the winner of each, the winner of each then face each other next week. And then the winner of that is the number one contender. So they're kind of setting up multiple things. And the two matches, the best one by far was Bailey versus Rhea versus Oscar. I mean you just need to say them three names. And yeah, yeah, you know you're on for, as a, good as for you a good time there, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, effectively, Rhea had it won, but then went outside and tried to do kind of a running dive off the steps on Bailey to kind of finish her off, even though she had Oscar dead and buried. And Bailey dodged it and then went in and rose planted Oscar and, and snuck the win. Um, There's a bit between her and Becky beforehand as well because they'd, feud- they'd feuded last week. Um, when Becky was in the crowd with Bob, who got very over. And the main event was Becky versus Alexa versus Nikki Cross. And Alexa earlier in the night could be seen warming up, and then the TV behind her flashed up with the Wyatt stuff again. Yeah. Very, like, half-second flash. And Alexa won, which uh, Mm. really surprised me. I I thought it was going to be Becky Bailey go to them. Uh, Becky looked like she had it won. She did the manhandle slam on Nikki Cross on the hardest part of the ring, the apron. Uh, And then as she was going to capitalize, EO Sky and Dakota Kai came and powerbombed her through the table, the announce table. And then it cut back to the ring and Alexa Bliss did the Twisted Bliss to win. Also, at the very, very start of the match, Alexa immediately tried to do the Sister Abigail. Oh... Uh, but obviously it was counted because the HP bar was too full. So, but, <laughs> yes, teasing there. Yeah, because I saw a thing before saying that two possible members of Bray's stable were in the crowd for this. And you're like, yeah. are they? Yeah. I didn't... Uh, I, again, I... Yeah. So, yeah, well, you got, you've got you got Bailey versus Alexa next week. 
So I think you can kind of see what's going to come. Becky's going to interfere, cost Bailey. Alexa will go on to face Bianca, who she's teamed with, but she's going to turn heel because they've been planting the seeds for that. And uh, then you get Bailey Becky that way, rather than it being in the title. Uh, okay, I'm happy with that. Yeah, like these things yeah. make sense. Now it's not just a series of random events. It's there's logic and reason <laughs> behind them, isn't there? I know. It's wild. Uh, so yeah, that was that was that. Uh, should we go on to predictions? Then? Yeah, let's do it. Um, should we do NXT because I've just done a WWE and then we'll do Ring of Honor uh, I've, put, I've the... put mine in because I'm the only one that watches NXT yeah I'm going here um, Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn I'm going to go Isla, Fire, Isla Dawn but yeah uh, okay <laughs> Isla Dawn debuted like three weeks ago and had her first match last night that was over and done with in like three minutes it wasn't a full yeah. squash but okay uh, the new day uh, that that is worth watching. What's going on here? Pretty deadly. We're doing pretty deadly stuff. Doing a Christmas story. It was all full of innuendo about sacks and that. Uh, and then who? They'd be like, who can take the belts off us? Who? And then New Day's music drops. The place fucking went wild. New Day come out, nice. and we're like, who? Who? Um, and just said, right, put those belts on the line then. Um, on on Saturday. And they were like, oh, they, did, uh, they put presents on their heads and then kicked them. It was daft, but uh, as I said on the NXT on UWP's NXT review, there's nobody left for pretty deadly to fight in NXT. They've beaten everyone. Like, could this be them going up a main roster because they need some tag teams up there? Maybe. But also, NXT are doing their pay per views on the road again now. And who better to get bums on seats than the New Day as champions? Yeah, it makes sense. Kind of directionless on the main roster. I said they're not really doing anything on main roster. <laughs> it's not really a step down anymore because I think we've been out there looking at yeah. So I mean, I've I've gone for New Day just purely because I think that makes more sense for them. Yeah, doesn't it kind of give them a because they've lost the um, longest reign, haven't they, to the USO? Yes. But now they can go well. We've won all the tag titles. Yeah, it's you, ain't won, else. you ain't won the NXT ones. It's something for them um, to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm happy for that. Um, well, there for the new day doing that. Also, shout out to Kofi. Do you know when we like take the piss out of um, backstage segments and then someone appears from the side? Yes. And it's like, did you not see them stood there? That <laughs> happened in a Kofi segment on SmackDown, and I can't remember who it was. He popped. Oh, it's Gunther. It was in Imperium, and they popped up. He was like, "What? Have you just been stood there the whole time?" And he just popped in. <laughs> <laughs> he called it out. Like, I like that. It's like, like the that. standing sideways watching a television thing. It's just wrestling stuff you oh, take for granted. <laughs> uh, the Woman's Iron Survivor. Uh, start, as always, start versus Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez versus Kiana James and Indy Hartwell. Um, yeah. It could be anyone for this. It really could be. Because, yeah, they get to fight Mandy Rose, who's, yeah. Um, it could be Indy. Because Indy's kind of directionless. Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez are still locked in this fucking uh, blood feud that nobody cares about. Zoe Starks has declared war on the world. And Kiana James is a, yeah, is a non-entity. I don't know why she's in this. Because she's not very good. My heart says Indy Hartwell. But my brain says Zoe Stark. Because Mandy Rose has beaten most of these already. But I don't think has beaten Zoe Stark. Fair enough. Um, I went from what I remember of her watching her and going for Stark because she was 
I remember when she very first started and she was getting pushed then. So she got injured and then was out for a while and then came back and she's like, I'm evil now. And I was like, okay, fair yeah. enough. In tag team, aren't she? She's been in tag teams. So. She was briefly in a tag team and then that fell apart because women in tag teams can only be friends <laughs> for three weeks before <laughs> they turn on each other in NXT. Um, yes. Yeah. It's standard. Same thing with Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. We're a tag team, we're the tag team champs. And while still taxing champs, Cora Jade hit her, and it's so fucking dumb. But it's now the running joke of women can't be friends in wrestling. It's it's not doable. Fair enough. The men's Iron Survivor, Carmelo Hayes versus JD McDonough versus Joe Gacy versus Grayson Muller and... Axiom. Axiom, from, yeah, uh, NXT UK again. Grayson Waller is a shout because they've been building him for ages, but I fucking hate him. Carmelo Hayes was their North American champ, but lost it due to a series of hijinks and doesn't really need to get it back. Uh, Joe Gacy's just fucking Bray Wyatt from Wish and JD McDonough's Irish. So I've gone with Hayes because I think it makes sense for him to go up against Bron because... He's got the sort of all-round thing. Yeah. Sort of all-round. He can talk. He can wrestle. He is a heel, so taking it off Bron if he does would be that. But Grayson Waller is also a fair shout for that. It's These should be good. Oh, I found out as well that these matches are 25 minutes. So two people start in the ring. Every five minutes, someone's added. But the last person in only gets 10 minutes to get their pins. Okay. But everyone else is fucked. So it's sort of... It's, it's, ah, okay. it's a little bit tactical and a little bit... Yeah, it's it should be an interesting match. I have a feeling it will descend into cluster fuckery, <laughs> but it should be an interesting idea because if you get pinned, you're in the sin bin as well, and it's it it can it could be good. I have a feeling that like Roxanne Perez is going to get pinned, and then Cora Jade is going to be like pin me, and then they're going to have a fight in the sin bin, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, but it's it's something new, isn't it? Yeah. And if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, they probably will do it again next year. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I've gone Hayes as well. So, no, he's, he's a star. I mean, he's ready for the main roster, yeah, to be honest. Um, and then the main event, NXT Championship, Braun Breaker defending against Cruz. I've gone Cruz, which kind of makes me think maybe Waller does win. Apollo! Yeah, but, like, there's been these horrible segments in NXT between these two for the past three weeks where they're just hanging out and being nice to each other and complimenting each other. And I'm like, so you're both faces now? Well, this is going to be an exciting match. Because up until a month and a half ago, Apollo Crews had like a voodoo eye that he could curse people with. And they've just got rid of that now. And they went fishing this week together and had a lovely chat while fishing. Fucking weird, mate. <laughs> NXT at times <laughs> is just is just bizarre. Um but it is one of those, like this, if Grayson Waller wins, then Breaker's retaining it. Um, but a Cruz has never held it. Breaker's going to main roster at Rumble. He has to, because there's no one left for yeah, him to beat. There's no one left for him to beat in NXT, which makes me think that Cruz might win it, and then Grayson takes it off Cruz. And then Cruz goes back up to main roster. Because um, they've got <laughs> sort of enough talent to maintain this. Okay. Well, there's a lot of theories. There's a lot of moving parts. Again, it's one of those things now, at least there's stuff that makes you go, it could be these people. Yeah, fair is. And then uh, final battle, which is before it in the day, we have the Ring Runner Pure Championship. Cassie has got this, hasn't he? Cassie has Cassie the Pure Championship playing. at the moment, yeah. So he's defending against Wheeler Utah. Um, I've gone Garcia. I think he'll continue to defend. 
See, I'm thinking this is going to play more into the disintegration of the Blackpool Combat Club because I think Yuta's going to win it, take the belt off him, but then later on, Jericho beats Claudio and Claudio has to join the JAS, therefore splitting right. up and Yuta then has the belt and then Garcia possibly leaves or is shunned. And then, like, I don't know, but I just think Yuta deserves... Like, Garcia hasn't really done that much with it because, well... As much as you can, um, and I, I, I think it's more to further the. With Regal leaving, they need to implode that combat club, don't they? Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, I like. I'm looking forward to this because it could go either way. I think. Yeah, a lot of these are like could um, go either way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure though on the next one, the Ring of Honor <laughs> Women's Championship, Mercedes Martinez versus Dark Athena, who Tony Khan has actually called out tonight in the press conference saying she's doing the best work since she's joined AEW and her vicious side is amazing to see. Yeah, again, Athena is a face, lovely. Athena is a, will kick the shit out of you. Even better though, isn't it? Like, um, I've got Athena, like... Just yeah. because if they are getting a TV series and they want to have that crossoveriness to it, and having Athena beat the fuck out of people, like everyone she's been up against has just been like a jobber, basically. But she's got money out of those matches by being just horrible, and it's great. Mm. Again, this should fucking slap this match, hopefully. <laughs> yes, hope so. Um, yeah, <laughs> Martinez is a good technical wrestler. I mean, when's the last time Athena actually held a belt? Ooh, tag champ in she NXT. Never won any, she was tag champ. She had shots, didn't she? And yes. she was she, she did have the women's championship as well once. Yes, back. But there was back, nothing, back nothing the on the main roster. No. Also, main roster. did you have you watched Rampage? Yes. Did you see Athena's finisher? That was like a. It was sort of like the No Future, but like it was better. It was it was like a. It was great, and oh, and I missed I'm, I missed the finisher. Uh, I'm getting Theodore sort of like threw them up and then like Pele kicked them, but not. It was very it was very good, oh, nice. and I'm kind of sad that she's not using the Eclipse anymore, um, or hasn't for a while. But they did rename it the O Face, and that's a shit name. <laughs> Just call it the Full Moon, isn't it? Or yeah. I don't know, Lunar Eclipse. There you go. Solved. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have the uh, aforementioned tag match, Swerving Our Glory again, still together, versus Shane Taylor and JD Griffey. I've gone for the latter two as we continue the implosion of Swerving Our Glory, but you you think otherwise. Do, um, I, again, I think Swerve's going to do underhanded shit and he's not going to see it. Keith Lee's not going to see it until like the next week and then this because there's more legs in in this yet um yeah i love a really good feud next year probably probably yeah. revolutions normally like february march isn't it i'm happy with that yeah but there's they've got a couple more matches in them of swerve being a shit house and keith not seeing it or calling him out on it later um again could go either way it's go, it's good when that happens isn't it yeah, I like that. Then the TV champion of the world, Samoa Joe, is facing Juice Robinson uh, for the Ring of Honor TV World Championship. I can't see Joe losing. But he is TNT champion as well. Spread your belts around. True. Or put them all on Joe. It's, it's yeah. one of them. I've gone Joe purely because I think he's put in some good matches recently. Um, you need him in Ring of Honor if you do get your TV show as the 
gatekeeper, a like as, champion. as a ring. Well, not even as a Ring of Honor champion, but just as no, I mean like, like a champion within Ring of yeah, Honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as, as a champion. known as a known name in there, yeah. and like he can still put the work in. Like he's still solid. Uh, praying like you know, praying for it, not injuries and that. But yeah, I mean that again. That should be a cracker. I mean, all of these have well, apart from the last one. Um, have cracker written out just because Jericho's going to do stupid fucking shit, isn't it? It's going to be like baseball <clears throat> bats and hitting him with the belt and stuff, and yeah. Which is your main event, the World Championship? Jericho defending against Claudio Castagnoli, who must join Jericho Appreciation Society if he loses, because that needs more people in it, doesn't it? So, <sighs> a man who hey, likes heart, a cocaine fiend. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it, it feeds into the, the earlier thing about Blackpool Combat Club uh, is disintegration. Um, but Claudio on the JS, he's he's not going to do anything in that, is he? It's just putting him there, yeah. and he's sort of wasted. And he's had he's had good matches. He's he's you know again when they use him, he's there. But does he need to join the JAS? No. Are they going to make him? Yeah, because they don't know what else to do with him. Yeah, which is a shame. And also, Jericho's doing pretty good stuff with the Ring of Honor belt as well. To be honest, like, yeah, there's no way they're not going to have him as champion at the point of going to TV. Oh no, it's bums on seats, that in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Again, two two fairly solid cards. A good evening of wrestling there. Yeah, I agree. I think my Saturday's fairly uh, free anyway, so I'll be able to watch them. And uh, yeah, that wraps up. There's no matches to be added. They normally are normally five match cards, aren't they? So yeah, they're only sure. Anything else being added? So yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I'll put them up. Paul, Paul's pretty much won the predictions thing anyway. He did panic when he saw we were going to do both of these, but I was like, well, streets ahead, mate. I was like, if you're really worried, just copy your closest person, and they can't beat you. (laughs) So that's not in the spirit of the game. (laughs) He can't. There's not even enough points left for him to uh, to be top one of those. All right, bonus points. A horse comes in at some point there you go <laughs> no it's yeah uh, so, i mean yes, if, uh, if we don't tell butcher that this is happening the if we don't tell butcher it's happening i might beat him still just by default <laughs> uh but yeah he doesn't win though no but he's come back so and that's it these are the these are the last pay-per-views of 2022 yeah no and then we kick straight off with wrestling we don't have day one next year we literally started on new year's day last time Again, yeah, that's probably why I didn't do well. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us at Damn It Vince Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I forgot the names of them. And uh, yeah, have a good week. Goodbye. Bye bye.